Welcome to Indigo Studio. I'm Hermine Hartman, and today we are going to talk about migrants. We're going to talk about migrants with citizens, citizens who are affected. For them to just sit up here with this crap, and we're supposed to listen to it. Our tax bills are paid into the park district. Nobody asks us for permission. As of October, 17,000 migrants officially have arrived in Chicago, and we expect 25 daily buses a day to arrive. And they're going all across the city, police stations, at the airport, and any place they can find. Joining us today are two experts, experts on human development. Dr. Carol Adams, she is a retired professor of sociology, and she taught African-American history. Also, she is the Secretary of Human Services for the state of Illinois. And Wanda Wright, well, she is an activist and a community and civic engagement specialist in the city of Chicago. Welcome, ladies. Carol, you live in South Shore community? Yes. And Wanda, you are in the Roseland community, Correct. but really all over the city with your civic engagement. Correct. Okay, so we've got a problem. And the problem is the migrants. Too many, too much, police stations, budget not provided for. What do we do with the migrants? Wow, that's a tall question. I think we have to break it down into to sizable bites. Uh, and, and the first of it being planning and the kind of advanced planning that engages communities. I think that one of the problems that we've had recently is bringing on a community at the last minute, that something's coming soon to a neighborhood near you, and you've not had a chance to be involved in it at all, to be engaged in the planning. Your elected officials have not, not had an opportunity to weigh in, whether they're city, county, federal, or state, and there's just been no real creation of a mutual vision of what that is like. I think that a lot of the pushback we're getting is not because people don't want to be helpful, not because people are not humanitarian at heart, but because they object to the way things are being done. So we, uh, we could do much better in planning. We should plan and we should have what's called cross-stakeholder engagement, where every segment of people who have something to do with it are at that table negotiating and discussing what ought to happen. That's real community development. That's real community work. Wanda, what do you think? We've never had cross-community involvement. Um, the, we're always handed, especially minority communities. Now, the north side's a little different, but the west side and the south side are served whatever's on the table, much like slavery. We get the crumbs of information, we get the tail end of the story, and we're told to swallow the circumstances and just deal with it. So what do you ladies think about the idea that Mayor Johnson has talked about with tents in all 77 communities in Chicago in the wintertime? What do we do with the tents? How about that as a solution? I think we walk back from the tents, and I believe that there might be such a walk back in process. Um, I think in Chicago, I don't care how they winterize the tents, the optics of tents in the city like this that has a polar vortex kind of often is not the best. I think also the image of cot upon cot upon cot is not the humane way for which we want to be known in terms of how we treat it 
citizens that came here are non-citizens that came here seeking to become citizens. I think we get the left a pretty good example at the state of Illinois when we welcomed the people who came here from Katrina in terms of how it should be done. Whereas other cities across the country have folks in gyms on cots. We had them in beds and rooms with bathrooms and we had them all over the state. So I really am definitely a proponent for the state getting engaged in this and not leaving all this to Chicago to try to deal with alone. Because we were able to work in the neighborhoods, in the communities, excuse me, across the state, and people actually worked and planned for the folk that were going to come to their town, and they welcomed them because people genuinely want to help other people, but they do not want to be imposed on. They do not want you to stop what they're doing so that somebody else can do something. They don't want to close down your parks and your recreation centers and your after-school programs and all the things that your neighborhood relies on and that your children rely on in order to accommodate this crisis. They want to be able to do them both, and they should be able to do them both. We have 50 schools that close. We've got churches that are closed. So we don't have to put migrants in tents. That's an absolute last resort. That's true. But we do have, we have units of open housing that we're not capitalizing on all over this city. There's been no plan to house them inside. They're in the police station, they have to use those restrooms to refresh themselves um, and their babies and their children. We have COVID warnings again. They're not dumping, bringing people here and just basically dumping, and I'm going to say dumping, them on the street to survive is inhumane. It is inhumane. What do you think about uh, Alderman Bill's idea of going to the ballot uh, for voters to vote? as whether Chicago should remain a sanctuary city. Alderman Beale is my alderman, and I'm totally uh, 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 in like support that? of him. Mm -hmm. Yes, because we, everything that has been done in Roseland as far as being progressive, okay, has been through Beale's insistence to push it through and formalize it. There's room to build. There's room to grow. But you can't just come in and throw up a tent. You already have people in that police station the 5th District, walking through the neighborhood, and residents are up in arms about it. Well, I want to go back a little bit to what you talked about, the use of available buildings or properties. Mm -hmm. Because again, if I use the example about Katrina, what we did was we went and reopened all those closed down mental health and rehab facilities. And then they had rooms and they had bathrooms and they had cafeterias and they had spaces. And yes, they needed some sprucing up. And by now they may need even more than that. But it doesn't take as long as it takes for us to negotiate these contracts and build these tents and all the rest of this. And you then leave a restored property behind that can be used by a neighborhood. So you've got all kinds of churches, as Wanda mentioned, that have been closed. You've got schools that have been closed. They're in various conditions. You choose the ones that are in the best shape and you work on them and you work on them along with the community. So the community then inherits a reconstituted asset that can be used for the things that we need. You don't take an under-resourced community and try to just drain the last breath out of it by creating an antagonistic situation where one could be created that's much more humanitarian, that's much more loving, that's much more extensive. Churches and all these people want to help out. 
but they are not being resourced in a way that enables them to do so. How many, um, from Katrina, how many uh, people did we accommodate? We prepared for 10,000 people. We got a little less than that because of the politics of them rather to send them to Texas to be in a, a, on a cot in a gym than to send them to us. Because it was just like there's politics in this, there was politics in that for how things are going to look. And that's why we have to be very careful about the optics and how we treat people and how we handle things. We're on the eve of the Democratic National Convention and all these other things. What we do here is going to be of major importance. We all know the awesome power of the sun. See how your solar options could help fill your life with clean energy at comed.com slash clean energy. In comes company. The hilarious Tony Award-winning Broadway musical about life, love, and good company. Critics give it five stars saying yes, it's really that good. October 31st and November 12th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Lewis is back. A Wonderful World, the new Broadway-bound musical about the life and loves of Lewis Armstrong, premieres in Chicago October 12th through 29th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. If you want to advance your education, career, or life, City Colleges of Chicago is close to home and second to none. With seven colleges and five satellite locations, City Colleges is in your neighborhood and online to help you learn and lead from wherever you live. You have a goal, love it, live it, with classes this fall at City Colleges of Chicago. The Hottest Players Club is at Chicago's first and only casino. Valley Rewards at the all-new Valley Chicago gives gamblers more for your loyalty. From 500 and free slot play in your first day to free parking anytime, we'll even match your tier status from Chicagoland casinos. This is where legends are made. Valley's Chicago. are business leaders, community activists, health care providers, leaders, scientists, educators, athletes, media professionals, artists. We are GovState. Closed captioning is sponsored by Governor's State University. What are we creating in the way we are presently structuring the migrants? Are we creating a crime, chaotic situation? We are. I've heard doctors say we are creating a public health we situation. Are. Speak to that one. So the Cook County, one of the Cook County physicians came to a community meeting uh, in Austin and while everybody was making their contributions to the conversation, she announced, you understand that they're not vaccinated when they come in. 
not vaccinated to go to school. Well, not vaccinated to go to school, and that's the other point, but they were carrying measles, and you cannot have someone who has measles come into your home and take a shower. It's contagious. It becomes contagious environment. So they're not warning us about that. Their dental hygiene was terrible. They couldn't, if they went to the emergency room, they had to invoke the law. You know, there's a law that you can get service, but you're contaminating the space with other people. There needs to be a separate intake process. Well, the intake process itself has to really be re-examined. It does, okay. yes. And public health is major, major, major here. Uh, we are, COVID is not over, That's right. you know, contrary to what That's people right. think. It it's not. Away. Okay, it did not go away. New strains, it gets more intelligent every week, it mm -hmm. seems like. And so we have to prepare in that way for them and for us, for people moving in and out of the police stations and everywhere else. Folk need to be protected and we're not protecting ourselves and we're not protecting anyone else either. What about the budget? Uh, we see money just being dispensed uh, in large numbers. Uh, we have a deficit. We will have a deficit in the city of Chicago. And with that, there's only one thing to do. And we're looking at some taxes going up and some services going down. How do, who's responsible? Is it the federal government? Is it the state government? Is it the city government? Uh, Carol Eric Adams says, you're going to destroy New York we're, we're, we're because the, the money is gone. The resources are gone. I don't have any more. And he took to the borders to say to the Venezuelans, don't come. The American dream is not here. I can't accommodate you. What do you think about that? Well, I believe that we have to understand that this is a work in progress, not a, just an, an ending and we, what we say we say for all time. I believe we have to consider temporarily suspending the status of Chicago as a sanctuary city so that we can get a hold of what we've got now. And so we can come up with a process by which to do things. You can't just keep receiving and expect to be able to give any level of quality to the service that you're doing. You can't, I don't, I've never seen any country anywhere in the world do this, do what we are being asked to do. Mm -hmm. And there's no breathing room to get it right. You know, so I believe that there's not a single element of our government that isn't involved in this. And certainly they can afford to give more money to the states and cities from the federal government. You know, again, I'd like to see the state much more actively engaged in this. You've got communities that need residents really badly, that need citizens, that want people to move to them. They've been places that have been receiving refugees and immigrants for years in this state, and you don't even know it. I believe that we're going to have to look at that county budget. Excuse me, President Perkwinkle, because I know you got some... With your surplus. <laughs> yeah, I know you got some plans, but the public the health aspect of this might be something that they might be willing to take on somewhat in terms of the planning, the intake that you talk about, all those other things that need to happen. So uh, our governor, Governor Prisker, did write a very firm, sound letter to the president to say, you've got to give us more money. He also said, I do not agree with the tents. He said that kind of loud Did and he clear. offer up any spaces that are available throughout the state That's to help take some of this pressure off the city of Chicago, to help to be able to occupy some spaces that are available across our state so, so that we can represent a little differently? So a city has to 
offer to be a sanctuary space. It's part of the problem with Chicago. You know, I had, I offered the idea that we have these empty supermax prisons down and downstate. Take the bars down and turn it into a residential area where their cafeteria is set up, showers set up. They know how to disinfect the facility. You sprinklers, all the safety hazards, heat, until you can figure out how you want to bring them in. These migrants that are coming in here are very skilled. They're there electricians, carpenters. Would offer. Cities would offer, again, if they're properly resourced. Because well, if you true. look at it, look at all the cities in the state of Illinois that begged for prisons. Why did they beg for prisons? Not because they wanted prisoners to be their neighbors. They wanted those jobs. That's right. They wanted those contracts. That's right. They wanted what it was going to do for their economy. That's right. And this can be very good for their economies of, as well. You know, again, properly put together, there's win-win here. Our communities are saying, don't ignore our homeless, don't ignore our people who need help for the sake of somebody else, and then half do that, not even do that well, and, and have the nerve to ignore us in the planning process. And let's mention the language barrier, too. That's a, that's a problem, too, isn't it? Yes. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products. So you can enjoy coming back to a home full of savings. Visit ComEd.com slash home savings. In comes company. The hilarious Tony Award-winning Broadway musical about life, love, and good company. Critics give it five stars saying yes. It's really that good. October 31st and November 12th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Lewis is back. A Wonderful World. The new Broadway-bound musical about the life and loves of Lewis Armstrong premieres in Chicago October 12th through 29th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. If you want to advance your education, career, or life, City Colleges of Chicago is close to home and second to none. With seven colleges and five satellite locations, City Colleges is in your neighborhood and online to help you learn and lead from wherever you live. You have a goal, love it, live it, with classes this fall at City Colleges of Chicago. So what would the faith-based leaders do? What should the church do? What should the ministers do? You mean what should the Catholic church do? I mean all churches. The Catholic church has a lot of vacant space. land. Space. They've got space. some property. They've got all these churches that, that have uh, come together mm -hmm. because there was space. You know, it's often they also have a school associated or the residences that existed for nuns and priests and, and what Correct. have you. Correct. So there's space available. I think it's about, I don't know, I'm sure someone's taking a look at this, I just don't know who it is, mm -hmm. that's inventorying what's available, that's taking a look at it and seeing what is easily 
standupable because some of these places just closed a year ago. So right. it's not that everything has been closed for 10 years and 15 years and it would They're take too long. They're not dilapidated. You know, mm -hmm. I mentioned Tenley. Tenley's no longer available. The state sold Tenley Park for a dollar and gave the people $15 million to fix it up after they sold it for the dollar. So, you know, we are bargain selling our assets when we could be repurposing them. We could. We could. That's a great point. Why do you think the migrants are being uh, placed in urban cities that are that have black mayors? We see New York. We see Chicago. Is this a political plot? Is this to... Look at who's doing the dropping off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look who's doing the dropping off. How do they get a chance to just do that, just to say, hey, we're dropping them off all at your doorstep. We don't have anything to do with it. We're going to place this with you and hope that you fail. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure you do. So obviously there's a, a dastardly plot at work. But so, didn't Daly offer that at some point? For open the door to Chicago, to Chicago being a sanctuary city at some point? It was Harold Washington that okay. put sanctuary okay. forth. And, okay. and nobody had in view this thing that's occurring right now. The deluge. Right. Okay, yeah. nobody had this in mind. Not these numbers. When they talked about it, and these numbers just busloads and busloads without any due an organized process. So That if, was never the vision. If the mayors are going to go visit the city, Shouldn't somebody visit Texas hmm. to say, stop it, no more? Shouldn't so you some think negotiations a visit to Texas is what it would take for them to stop it? Because I don't. It won't. 400,000 migrants are being staged to come into America at this point. 420,000 have come, and 400,000 are staged to come in addition. So what's happening in Venezuela that's so bad that they can't stay in their countries and fix it like we have to stay in America and fix it? After Hugo Chavez was uh, died Killed. of cancer, well, he had, well, okay. okay. <laughs> After You're he great. died. Yes, he died. Um, Maduro became the vice president and the United States shut down all of their operations and agreements with Venezuela. They now don't have food. Their, their con living conditions are terrible. Um, they're dying there, and they have no choice but to leave. Okay, for just for their good health, just, just for their welfare. I mean, there's nothing you can do if you can't get health care. You can. It's thirty-four four dollars of Venezuelan dollars to one dollar, and they can't get the thirty-four. Okay, do you really think that we will put tents in seventy-seven different communities in Chicago? It won't work. I, well, but first you, of all, no. no. Absolutely not. They're not going to put tents in 77 communities in Chicago, just like they didn't put Section 8 in 77 communities in Chicago. They determine which communities what's going to go in by who's got the highest tolerance level for bull. And so you have to see what goes on from that point afterwards, right. you know. So if we're looking at a way to evenly disperse, we've got to look at what is the available real estate how do we convert that real estate? We've got all kinds of empty places where people can go in various communities, whether they're plants, whether there's housing stock, whether it's schools, churches, uh, closed down mental health and rehab centers, even hospital spaces. Correct. Okay, all Correct. of which have closed in this 
city and state. We have got to be much more creative about where we're going, uh, much more adaptive in terms of adaptive reuse and how these things are done. As the migrants come here, as they get off the bus, they are being, they're being given uh, financial assistance. They're being given um, uh, a tent, three meals a day. They're being fed. They have cards where they can go to the store and shop. They have telephones. Where is this coming from? Do you and know? they can go to school. Have you ever heard of a, your child going to school without being tested? No, because the, our law says... I didn't know that, says, that was happening. I thought that was not happening. No, it oh, is happening. Yes, they're, they're going, going to school. To school and without, they're getting without the vaccine. Without yes. shots? No yeah, vaccine. Nothing. Why do you think Chicago's being targeted? Is it because the convention is coming? and they're trying to exhaust well, our Republican resources. Governors. That's the Republican plot. Well, Chicago's seen as a very democratic place. And this, you, you have to see the hand of the Republicans in everything that's happening here as to who goes where, where they go, and why they're being sent a particular place. We've declared ourselves a sanctuary city. The convention is also coming. And we are a city that people like to point to for problems and yes. issues and concerns. Yes. So this gives them more to talk about, you know, because we don't look good if we show our efforts to be humanitarian, ending up with people sleeping on the sidewalk, with folks not being able to go inside to use a bathroom, right. or with the expectation that hundreds of people will use one porta potty or any of the other ridiculous things that have been going on in our city. Great points. So the Chicago Sun-Times wrote an editorial, and this is what they said. A humanitarian emergency is being politically exploited by a Republican governor and other GOP leaders who would rather callously send asylum seekers to big cities with Democratic mayors more than work with President Joe Biden and Democrats Correct. in Congress to fix the issue. Half of the arrivals are housed in temporary uh, shelters run by the city, but at least 25,000 are living in police station lobbies and O'Hara and Midway airports. That's a quote from an editorial in the Chicago Sun-Times. Well, I hope um, the powers to be of our city have heard our conversation today. Uh, Carol, you ought to be consulted. You ought to definitely be in place. And you too, Wanda, because you have expertise. That's my frustration. There are expertise in this yes, city that yes. you can call on who can help you figure this out. None of us have the answer, but we can get to but some solutions. we do, all of us are smarter than any one of us. That's right. If you put together people That's who right. have some lived experiences, That's some right. practical experience. That's I right. had staff that had been at FEMA and places like that, mm -hmm. so they knew things that could happen. You've got great public health officials here in this city. Again, they need to be asked, they need to be put around the table together. This involves some synergistic work, That's not right. just one not little person at a time. Work. Correct. Exactly. Correct. And they keep bringing in new people that don't have any citywide experience, countywide experience, mm -hmm. statewide experience. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. It's a problem. Well, I hope, uh, thank you very much for a vigorous conversation on migrants. I think we've come up with some ideas and some thoughts, and I hope the right people hear it and listen. But most of all, we are the citizens. That's our taxpaying yes. dollars, and we need to step up and say something. Thanks for being with us. I'm Hermine Hartman.
Lindigo Studio. This is our community, and you just don't dump anything on us and expect us to accept Now they're taking away an asset that people worked 30 years, my buddy worked years to put together programs that they're taking away from us, black people. I believe in a democracy. I believe in a democratic process that says before you make these decisions, these decisions need to be brought to the community.